Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Now, here's Sandy Max. And in for Steve Scafidi, here's Eric Bilstad. Good morning. And we start this Friday edition of WTMJ Now. Instead of the political power hour, which you hear regularly on Fridays at this time with... Democratic strategist Joe Sipecki and Republican strategist Bill McCaushin. Uh, we wanted to go with an update on the Republican presidential debates that are happening August 23rd right here in Milwaukee and mm-hmm. the progress on less than a year away, the Republican National Convention, since these are two huge events that are happening right here in this important state of Wisconsin. It's a Super Bowl right here in the city. <laughs> so on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline, we welcome... Reince Priebus, former White House Chief of Staff under President Donald Trump and currently the chair of the Republican National Convention Host Committee. Welcome, Reince. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited for Milwaukee and Wisconsin, and I got to tell you, I things are going well, and we couldn't be happier with where things are at. And why do you say that? What is going well? Well, I, first of all, we've got a great group of people in Milwaukee that are really working hard on the convention, uh, some of which have gone through this before. So, number one, even though the DNC didn't come to Milwaukee, ultimately, keep in mind so much of the learning curve, the Secret Service, security, transportation, hotels. I mean, if you think about this, the the fact that so many of the folks here have been through this already a short time ago makes it so much easier to get rolling on a convention for 2024 so that's number 1 number 2 we've had a we've had great help from the mayor and the county exec and the corresponding city council and and county board um the legislature i mean really it has been a bipartisan effort and, and and just keep in mind for everybody, because I know this is a, a bipartisan audience. It really is not, and from our standpoint on the host committee, I know it seems strange coming from me, this isn't an effort on a partisan level. This is a charitable, nonprofit effort to highlight the city and the people of Wisconsin on the national stage. And so many of the people that are helping put this on, in fact, most of the people, were also the same people working to put on the Democrat National Convention a short time ago. So it really is going well and and really happy with where we're at. I guess I'm surprised to hear that those people are the same people who are behind that event production, that it's more of an event production than a specific partisan party. Yeah, so when the host committee, it's a little confusing because there's two entities that work together to put this on. There's the host committee, uh, and that's what I'm chairing, along with Ted Kellner, who's the CEO, and many others on the board. Um, And then there's the Republican National Committee. So our side of the equation is completely charitable and tax-deductible because we don't pay for or plan 
for any of the actual programming of a convention. So the partisan speeches, you know, what things that people are saying, how that's broadcast, we have nothing to do with that. But when it comes to making sure we've got a great delegate experience uh, featuring Summerfest, the Harley Museum, Miller Park, I mean, excuse me, uh, American Family Field, um, it, it all uh, it, that that's all part of the host committee, the safety, the transportation, all that. And the RNC handles everything else. So um, it is a joint effort, but it's a bipartisan effort. Ryan, the money that was uh, cut from the the budget, the governor cut $9 million from Visit Milwaukee, that's meant for tourism as it pertains to the RNC. Does that affect you guys at all? Well, I mean, certainly it's disappointing. I mean, I I hope maybe there's a way through the tourism budget and the allocations that were made that maybe we can claw some of that back. But it is disappointing because, quite frankly, the things we have to pay for, I mean, when you have – 50,000 people a day, which ends up being hundreds of thousands of people that you need to transport from hotels all the way up from Kohler down to Kenosha, even out to Madison, um, and 56 delegations from around the country, including six territories. The cost of that is, it's a lot. Now, there's going to be over $200 million economic positive impact to the community, but put, but just the cost of that is enormous. Imagine the insurance costs. You have people in hotels in Kenosha, Waukesha, Madison. You have to insure this entire operation. Um, you, the venues that you're locking in, uh, you know, not just the Pfizer Arena, but all across the Wisconsin Center District, all around Milwaukee. All of that ha- is contracted, secured, paid for. So to to create this engine that's going to be happening and hopefully like Cleveland spring, you know, MLB all-star, NBA all-star. I mean, the, the, the launch pad that happens, it, it costs a lot of money. And to give you an example, in Ohio, when we had the convention in Cleveland, because I was chairman in Cleveland, I was chairman for the Tampa convention too. I was chairman of the Wisconsin party for the St. Paul convention uh, in 08. The, the, in Ohio, just as one example, the state kicked in $10 million. The city in, of Cleveland kicked in $3 million because you're going to get it all back times 100. So the fact that we were cut, I just think, you know, it was, it, to put it mildly, it was a little, it was disappointing because um, it's helpful. But it doesn't mean we're not going to raise the money. We'll raise the money, but it's it, obviously it's more money you got to put in the pot. And is that really your focus on your day-to-day duties as the chair of the RNC host committee is fundraising, or are there other duties for you? Well, it's certainly the main one. I mean, I would lie to you to say that it isn't. I mean, making sure the money's coming in, making the pitch for the convention, you know, it certainly helps that it's a charitable gift. Uh, it's something a little different. Uh, but um, it is, uh, you know, it's a daily it's a daily grind, but I will say, because I've been there, done that in Cleveland and Tampa, uh, Milwaukee's doing, uh, we're doing really, we're doing well. I'm not, I'm in really peaceful spirits about where we're at on money. <laughs> well, that's a good place to be, kind of zen <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am actually am. It's no spin. 
for the radio or for the people listening, we're doing well, but you know, you have to stay on it in politics, even though it's charitable and I explained that we're not political. It's, you know, it's hard for people to not lump everything together and say, well, it's the Republican convention or vice versa for the DNC a few years ago. Um, so, and, and politics is, is divisive. I mean, politics today is as nasty as it's ever been. And for a lot of people, it, it can be a turnoff. So, you know, it, it's a pitch that you've got to keep on and, and, you know, keep getting to yes on people that you're asking for money. Ryan, I'm glad you feel positive and uh, in a peaceful state of mind about the convention a year away. Um, I'd like to come back and chat with you about your state of mind about the Republican presidential debate that is happening in a month right here in Milwaukee. So we'll be back with more with Ryan Priebus, our guest on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline with WTMJ Now, next. Good morning. You're listening to WTMJ Now with Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Steve on vacation right now in warm, warm Las Vegas. Uh, so Eric Bilstead joining me as guest co-host as we welcome back to the show Reince Priebus on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. You remember Reince, uh, former White House Chief of Staff under President Donald Trump and right now the chair of the Repu- Republican National Convention host committee. So we talked about the convention that's coming next year. So we're excited about that and glad that you feel like it's in step and in in good progress. What are your thoughts on the significance of the Republican presidential debate in here in Milwaukee, August 23rd, bringing attention to Milwaukee and to Wisconsin? Well, it it goes to show you once again that no math works out for either the Democrat or the Republican without Wisconsin. So I think the people of Wisconsin are used to this. Maybe they're sick of it, but it is where we live. And it's a pivotal state, and those electoral votes uh, are needed for a president to get to 270. The fact that it's in Milwaukee, first debate, highlighting once again Milwaukee, the convention, highlighting the importance of Wisconsin. And I do think it's going to be an incredible time. And it's a little bit of a dress rehearsal for the convention in the city of Milwaukee. And I know that us and the RNC are treating it as such. It should be a great time. Ryan's who's all going to be on the stage? Do we know? We don't know, but I really do think President Trump will be there. Obviously, the other candidates uh, have to get to the 1% of registered poll uh, voters uh, in several polls before the debate. Uh, I, I still think you're going to get to at least eight or nine people on the stage. I was going to say, because you, you, you know the former president. Now you, you can twist his arm a little bit, can't you? I can twist his arm, but, you know, the president doesn't necessarily listen to any one person. He does listen to a chorus of people so obviously that 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 can help i think i think he should be on the stage i think that um you know if your polling goes down uh for whatever reason if you don't compete in the debate and then suddenly you show up and debate three four or five i mean it's a pretty big gamble and the second thing is you know he views himself as and he's and he was a, a good debater uh, I think he thinks he won the debates in the primary in 2016. I was chairman of the RNC in 2016. I was chairman of the RNC in 2012. So the last time we actually had an actual convention that people went to in a, in a debate process, I was leading that effort. So I've been through it. I've been there. And I, it's not easy leading 
a contentious primary, but uh, contentious primaries draw attention. They have interest. And in the end, if you can come together unified, having a contentious primary, I believe, can actually help win elections. And that happened every time I was chairman, both in Wisconsin and the RNC. And, and we did nothing but win, quite frankly. Is there something a candidate can do in Milwaukee on August 23rd on that stage that can get the party behind them? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, a couple, it's really not the debate that wins a debate. It's the post-debate spin. It's the lines that are used, you know, unrecognized competence maybe in a particular area, uh, a hopeful message at a time of division, um, pushback on accusations uh, that might be dragging a candidate down. You know, there are those moments that you can't predict, but those are the things that happen after a debate that can win a debate in public interest. So the opinions of what happened on stage tend to shape voters' minds more than what actually does happen on stage. That's 100% correct, which is why the spin room, digital uh, campaigning, messaging afterwards, that's what wins a debate. But we have the spin room and we have the messaging throughout the entire campaign. So has the debate, a debate, has that lost its luster from years ago? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, certainly if you have like 25 debates, it certainly can. But I think the first few debates, the debates before Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, I think those can matter a lot. Go back to Chris Christie and Marco Rubio. Uh, go back to the attack of Ted Cruz on, on, on Donald Trump being from New York, and Trump replied regarding New York values and 9-11. And there are moments that can make a big difference. And um, you, you don't know them. You can't predict them, but you know them when you see them. That it factor kind of thing? It, an, an it factor or just someone that you're not thinking about that does incredibly well or someone that uh, needs to do better and somehow has a moment. Those are the things that really matter and, and money and volunteers. I mean, the thing about this primary is I was going in on, on January 15th. That's 15 days earlier than 2016. Super Tuesdays, not until March 15th. So from, Jan- from, from the end of the, the early states to, to, Mar- to March 15th is a long time. You need money, you need volunteers. And if you're not competitive, you're not going to raise any more money, and people aren't going to wake up in the morning to put up your signs. So you have to keep in mind, early states, money, and volunteers, that's what matters. You know that formula. And I've got to ask you, you say that you think Donald Trump will participate in this first Republican presidential debate. Do you think? I think he will. I don't have a promise, but I, I just, I, I, I know the president pretty well. I, I think if you're going to have 20 to 25 million people watching and you're very confident of your own debate skills and you want to look strong and not, uh, coming, you know, not hiding from the debate. If you want to do all those things, I think he's going to jump in. And look, he's he's very good at, at drawing attention. Look, you've asked me questions about the president. Is he going to debate? Is he not going to debate? No questions about whether Chris Christie's going to debate or Ron DeSantis. So look at what's happening. 
He's getting all the attention. Is he going to debate or isn't he? And that's going to go on now for another month. So now if he is, then, then there's going to be I'm debating a week ahead of time, or, may, or maybe not, but I think he will. Then that's going to be the focus. So, you know, it's a pretty good skill to have every issue be about you. And the president has, the Trump has been very good at maneuvering public uh, interest, whether good or bad, uh, to be him being the topic. Well, I do want to ask you something different about your time. Oh, no, I, I wasn't being critical. I, it, it's it's all over the place. I mean, this is what people want to know. I, it just is obvious. I'm not not criticizing. Oh, no, it no. It's true that he's good at it. I didn't. No, I didn't take it in that sense at all. And I, I okay. respect. No, no, I apologize if I came across differently because I was just I want to ask you a different question about former President Trump, because uh, I, I respect your time with him. And, and you just shared with us really your insights of spending time with him. And I'm going back to the White House, and I'm just wondering what it feels like. Can you describe what it feels like the first time you walk into the Oval Office? Not as a tourist, not as a guest, but you're somebody who works there and works in the administration. What does that feel like? Um, I, that's a good question. I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that. Um, I would say it's pretty overwhelming. Uh, responsibility, um, you know, just looking, you look at the walls, look at the ceiling, and imagine the the decisions that were made and what might happen to you while you're there and the decisions you have to make. I'd say the first day I walked into the white house and I was having dinner with the president, we went down to the oval office and I just remember him staring at the ceiling and looking back at me and just said, wow, can you believe it? And, and it was just a moment of being sort of overwhelmed in the moment and then going to my office completely empty, nothing in it your chief of staff to the White House and basically running the federal government. And there's a there's a Bible verse and a password on your computer, and that's it. There's no orientation or this is how it works. You just start, and that's how it is. And that's the amazing thing about democracy and the unbelievable country and constitution that we live under. Did he ever text you in all caps? Uh, no, but I've been talked to in all caps. Promise that. <laughs> yes. Rides Priebus, currently the chair of the Republican National Convention Host Committee. Thank you very much for your time and the updates today. We look forward to connecting with you again soon as the convention progresses. All right. Thank you, everybody.